My guest today is an MCU super fan. She's actually one of the biggest Disney fans I've ever encountered in my life, but also one of the biggest MCU fans. And that's why I wanted to have her here in the Vactiverse. Today with me is a very good friend, Emmy. How are you doing today, Emmy? Hi, doing pretty good. How about you? I'm doing excellent because I'm going to talk to you about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And I want to get all of your thoughts here today. I think we're going to have a great show. So let's jump right in with your MCU origin story. So how did you first come across the MCU? Like, what was your first memories of the MCU? Okay, I think I'm going to start with X-Men. Ah, yes. I think that was like my first ever like introduction into what Marvel even is. I gotcha. mean, I think, I don't know how old I was, you know, early 2000s yes. and uh, the X-Men movie came out, you know, it was a big thing. I remember watching that. I remember loving it. I was obsessed with Rogue, Ooh. like completely obsessed. And I oh, am, wow. I think I... I, I just, I love storytelling. I yes, love yes. like supernatural, like out there fantasy kind of stuff. Like I am very drawn to just really cool movies and like books and cartoons. Like I've always been a cartoon girly. Like I still watch cartoons. I'm like 30. Um, but I think X-Men was kind of like my starting point of like people have superpowers. Um, and that kind of made me dive into it, followed up by Spider-Man. Oh, man. Which I also really, Tobey Maguire, yes. Spider-Man. We've had yes. a lot of Spider-Man since then. Yes. But yeah, that was kind of my starting point. I also remember diving a little bit into like the cartoon versions, like X-Men Evolution. I used oh, to man. watch that religiously. Um I just, again, just very, I just love it. I just love anything that's like not, not your standard, like normal TV show, but like something with power, something where like, you know, complex storylines and characters. I love all of that. So I feel like you, that kind of dipped my toes into the world. Okay. You are speaking my language. Like most things that I watch, or if my wife puts on something and they don't have superpowers, my interest level goes because I'm like, I want to see the, a guy shoot webs out of his hands. I want to see a guy flying. Um, I'm interested in those type of storytelling things. That's what attracts me to comic books and, and video games and things like that. But I'm loving these uh, this origin story that you have because that first X-Men movie was a huge moment for me. Um, now, I had been waiting for something live action because I had been watching the um the previous x-men show from 92 before um the x-men evolution show there was a huge moment in pop culture with um the x-men they're actually bringing it back to disney plus with mm -hmm. um x-men 97 so that i think is going to be a, a a really big deal but it i think x-men is a big gateway for a lot of people to mm -hmm. marvel to mutants to superpowers all right. of those things and whether it's animated or live action, comic book, I think that idea persists of what if you woke up one day and mm -hmm. it wasn't necessarily something that happened to you, like Spider-Man got bit by a radioactive spider or genetically altered spider. What if you just woke up and you had powers and you're persecuted because you're different? Like mm -hmm. either you look different or you have something, a mutation that makes you different. Right. So. I think that is very relatable and, and something that the X-Men kind of touches. And DC doesn't really have the same type of thing in their universe. So Marvel's really kind of unique with the X-Men, I think. Um, actually, X-Men and the Inhumans, which they had a, a Inhuman show, which did not do very well. Or on, the uh, movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I really love the X-Men. And that Tobey Maguire Spider-Man was what got me back into comic books because mm. as I was growing up, my dad kind of pushed me into superheroes and comic books and I kind of liked what he liked. But then as I got into high school and, and girls came into the picture and I said, Oh, it's time to put those things away. But when Spider-Man came out, it was like, wait a minute, what have I been missing? 
all right. these years that I wasn't reading comic books. And so that was a huge moment for me too. So I think you and I have that kind of uh, origin connection as well between Spider-Man and X-Men. So those are great first steps. Uh, do you remember when you first heard about Iron Man? Because uh, that was like the official start of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Was it something that you were... Because Iron Man was not a character that people were excited about when that movie first came out. Do you remember when you first heard about the first Iron Man movie? Yes, I remember. I remember vividly because um, I, I was so young. I was so, so young. Um, I've only ever seen X-Men. And my boyfriend at the time... Um, was like, you have to come watch this movie with me in theaters. And I was like, what? what is this? Like, who is Iron Man? I wasn't, I had no clue what Marvel was. I had no clue um, what the universe was. I had never, I've seen the comic books, like at hair salons and stuff, like some of them, but like, I've never like seen anything in this world as like, you know, like all of it together. And I didn't even connect it to X-Men. Like I had no clue. And mm. I remember going to the movies and I remember the, the scene where like Robert Downey Jr. just makes the Iron Man suit and just flies it for the first time. And I remember thinking, what am I watching? <laughs> like, I was so not into it. I was like, what is this? This is like a boy movie. Mm. This is a yes. boy movie. Yes. And granted, I, I love superheroes. I love like, anything that is marvel related but that first kind of mcu movie i was not about it i was just mm. so bored <laughs> <laughs> that i can see that because it was kind of like he was into hot rods like he was into cars and machines and um i, I could see that being right. very boy centric yeah right i mean peppers in it but like you know, it's just like a boy movie. It's right, not like right. uh, Marvel nowadays where there's like a very mixed like cultures and like, yes. you know, everything is in there. Like it was just a very like one tone to me. Right. People are going to come for me. I know it. But like <laughs> in that in that moment in time and space of me being a teenager, I just was not into it. Mm. Man, I, I loved the... Um the ending of Iron Man where Nick Fury comes out as uh, Sam Jackson. I don't know. Did you even stay past you know the credits? What? Cause that was not even a thing back then. It wasn't. No, I think it wasn't until like maybe the, the Thor or okay. one of those where I stayed because a friend was like, Oh, there's an extra scene. But before that, I just had no clue. And how smart of them to do that to plug uh, in, to create this universe that none of us had any idea what, where it was going but i did not stay at that point but um i do i do know that scene now <laughs> yes and that was like as a comic book fanboy to me it was like this is what i have been waiting for mm -hmm. with the spider-man movie it was all sony like it was all just right. spider-man there was no other heroes existed with the x-men movie there was just the x-men fox there was no no other heroes that existed um there was a hulk movie I was like, why can't we just see them connect to each other? Why can't there was a fantastic four movie. And I was like, can we just see Spider-Man swinging in the background? We don't even have to movie. Yes. The Jessica Alba. Like yeah. I've seen it multiple times, <laughs> but to me, it does not exist in the timeline. Yes. Uh, yeah. Hulk doesn't either. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. And that was the, the dream was mm -hmm. the connected universe. And it was like, all these guys, are characters that I love. I wish mm -hmm. they could all be in the same universe, which is what I loved about the comic books. Cause there would be a comic where Hulk would be just, all right, it's a, it's a Hulk comic, but our oh, Wolverine just showed up and he exists in this universe. They all were in New York and it was like, you would, you couldn't uh, walk down the street without running into a, another superhero. Yeah. So when that Nick Fury scene, when Sam Jackson came out, number one, I was like, what is, it's happening it's happening and i i could not believe it but i was also watching with my dad like i said who kind of got me into superheroes and i was just expecting him which my dad 90 percent of the time hey dad what do you think about that movie it was all right 90 percent of the time when so i said dad what do you think about iron man 
he turns to me. That was the greatest movie I've ever seen in my life. And I was like, <laughs> I believe that it had such an impact on him. Now I, I loved it too, but for my dad, who is a very tough critic, it was like, that was mind blowing to me. So yeah. So that was like the start of the MCU. Where did it start to kind of pick up momentum for you where you were like, I need to see every single one of these. Like, do you uh, remember that moment? I, you know what? There's no one specific moment. I think that I did watch them individually. And again, like these are like formative years, right? Oh, like when, when it happened, I like, again, like teenager to like 20 something. So it's like, you're kind of growing up with them right. in a way. Yes. And it's a, it, it's a very natural fit with my, my likes my personality like mm. i'm like i said i'm very like i love sailor moon i love like anything like house moving castle but i also oh. love rom-coms mm. you know yes, like yes. i have different sides of me so like while i'm growing up i'm also sort of seeing captain america and then a thor and i'm really connecting with the stories and the characters mm. and i think it was when avengers hit that i felt this is something so special. Like to this day, the Avengers movie is one of my all-time favorite movies. Like it's a comfort movie mm, to me. Yes, yes. Um, it makes me cry every single time. And I just, I always look over to my husband and I'm like, I just love how they all come together. <laughs> like, they're all coming together to support each other. And they're like in their, like, you know, in their own world, but like, they each have their own unique back. Like, it's just like amazing to watch. Like, yes. I just really like it. The the element of, like you said, like everything is going to come together and they're all going to be like walking around New York because they're all there at the same time, you know? Yes. So I think it was the Avengers where I was like, this is it. Like, I yes. really, really like this. Man, I, I remember standing in line for the midnight showing of a, the first Avengers movie that was back when they would show movies at midnight instead of today. You can see them at 3 PM on the opening day. But <laughs> back then, back in my day, we used to have to stay up till midnight kids mm -hmm. to watch these movies. And the Avengers was same for me. It was like c coming together that realizing each one of these stories that I've been watching year after year has is leading to something is leading right. up to something. And I think we're going to talk about it a little bit later, but that was both a gift and a curse for the MCU because it is what makes it special. Mm -hmm. But then I think fast forward to 2024, it is what is kind of dragging it down at this point, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. Okay. So Avengers first Avengers um, were, we're, we're high on the MCU train. Um, when they started to get a little weird, Guardians of the Galaxy and these other properties. Like, ha had you heard of Guardians of the Galaxy before no. the movie? Like, I'm not a, I'm not a well versed in the comic side of it. Um, I do have a friend though. Shout out to Diego. He is the comic book guy for me. Like, every time something comes out, like any MCU TV show, whatever, when I'm watching it, I'm live texting him. I'm like. <laughs> you know what is what is this and what does this mean and what is this character give me the download like i don't know um but it doesn't deter me nowadays like anything that comes out i'll probably watch um at that point guardians i had no clue what it was but i was like it's marvel it's in the timeline we're gonna watch it and yes. it was one of the best movies i think at the time um still one of the best like it just kind of stands out on its own too yes Yep. But yeah, I'm like, it can that get weird. A, it can get that, weird and I'll watch it. <laughs> and I remember when that movie came out, I was like, this is what Star Wars should be. Like the way that it's like, it's weird. There's a family, like it's fun. It's funny. There's great action. I was like, this is what Star Wars should be. They should go off of this Guardians model. Um, I don't. I still don't think they've done that yet. But no, bro, no. Uh, it's like different like tone for sure. Cause Guardians, like, I feel like does a really good balance of like semi-drama with perfect comedic timing. 
Yes. You know, and most of that goes to the cast, right? Like they have really good comedic timing. They're serious when they need to be like, it just like is really well balanced. Yeah. That was a fantastic cast. The writer director, James Gunn, he like his stamp is on that. Like his Mm -hmm. fingerprints are all over that. And that was a great year too. That was 2014. Captain America two, the winter soldier came out that year also. And that to this day is one of my favorite MCU movies of all time. Introduced Bucky as the Winter Soldier. Um, it made Steve Rogers more interesting to me. Um, the first movie was okay, the first soldier, but it was the Winter Soldier that like right. I was like, I love Captain America. He's one of my favorite guys. Um after seeing this movie. And I remember my wife actually took me out for my birthday, it came out, and that was her birthday gift to me. So I was like, all right, this is a winner. I need to marry her. So I did that later. We were just dating at the time. Um, But it was, I think Guardians and Ant-Man were the two kind of weird ones from that. That was phase two of Mm -hmm. the MCU leading up to Age of Ultron, uh, the second Avengers movie. I watched that um, in Hawaii on my honeymoon. Oh, nice. Yeah, we like literally, I remember it because I was like, there's an Avengers movie coming out. I won't be home. I'm still going to watch it. <laughs> yeah. We left our resort to go watch it. Yes. So I actually have two two movies that like are eventful in my life. It's like my honeymoon, Age of Aldron, and then our one year anniversary, we're on a Disney cruise and they were screening Civil War. Oh, man. Like, man. Yeah, when it came out. And so we watched it on like the, I think it was the Disney Wish or the Disney Dream, one of those. Um, and you know, you can feel the boat, like you're, it was all the way to the top and, but they're fighting. So you're kind of getting this motion. I remember it vividly. It was oh, like man. the best experience. Hey, that's great. That is fantastic. And that also is one of my favorite yes. movies. And mm-hmm. I had my wife read the comic book. Uh, of civil war before that happened and again i said this is the person i need to marry but when the when that movie came out that was the introduction of the mcu spider-man basically like the tom holland spider-man yes uh first time you're seeing him and no disrespect to toby Maguire and andrew yeah, garfield but toby i mean um tom holland's spider-man is the like when I think about Spider-Man, it's the age appropriate. Like he oh, right. looks like a I high schooler. Toby Maguire was way too old. Andrew he Garfield had to be 30. Cool. Andrew Garfield was way too cool. But Tom 100%. Holland, yes. I feel like fits the personality of Spider-Man way more. Yes. No shade to the, like, to, like the Toby Maguire got me into it, you know, but he was too old. <laughs> he had to be 35. And he was playing a high schooler, and I was like, what is going on? And Andrew um, Garfield just looks cool. Yeah, that was it, – it is funny when you when you say that because Peter Parker is always supposed to be the nerdiest guy in the mm-hmm. room. Like he's supposed to be this super smart, super intelligent, um, but he's – his mind is like thinking about science instead of, oh, what girls right. can I get? Like, And the, Andrew Garfield, like I think – He's too good looking to me. He's too like he's on a skateboard, and it was like, what right. is going like, on? He was this just is giving like cool guy vibes that like science. Yeah, I was but like, this is not. I still my enjoy, I still think he should have gotten that third movie. Yeah, that was um, sad that 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 didn't happen. And the reason why specifically, I think he was the funniest Spider Man out of all of them, and that's another key element for spider-man i think he has to be nerdy he has to be funny when he's in the costume because he's supposed to be nervous and he's like talking the whole time Mm kind of like they make deadpool a little bit and it's that was one of the things that attracted me as a kid i was like oh spider-man is funny like he's Mm -hmm. he makes me laugh and i always like that and then when the toby Maguire movies came out i was like where's the jokes why why isn't he making wisecracks the whole time so that's why well that yeah that is a hundred percent um, so that's what I loved about the Andrew Garfield ones. Mm-hmm. And what's crazy about in Civil War, this starts off phase three. I think this is like the best phase of all of them. And we got weird stuff with Doctor Strange. 
Thor Ragnarok, which was like completely different from the other two Thor movies. Um, that's where Black Panther came out and was just a phenomenon, billion dollar movie. Guardians 2. Um, a lot of these weird um, type of movies were coming out. But there was also like a bookend of there was Spider-Man Homecoming in 2017 and then Spider-Man Far From Home in 2019. So those are both in phase three, but it all leads up to Endgame, uh, right. Infinity War and Endgame, which to me is the peak of the MCU. And I I don't know if they will ever be able to top when you in the moment of Endgame. When he says, on your left, and oh everybody God. starts coming out, that's one of the best moments of my life. One of the, the best, best like, cinematic experience, like collectively, everybody just like lost their shit. I say shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're fine. Um, yeah. Oh my God. It was, it was like goosebumps type of. That, I'm, like, I'm getting them right now. Thank you. Right. About like that the movie moment. experience is never going to, you can't replicate that. And the minute oh, Captain man. America picks up the hammer. Oh, that's another one. Yes. Everyone just screams. But you know what? They spent a decade building up, taking their time, leaving us little kernels. Like at the end of every movie, we'd have like, you know, the after the credits scene and like little things and like, Characters may intertwine, may not. We have an Avengers. So it was all laid out perfectly. And to your point, what's happening now, they don't, I feel like they're not taking the time that they need, like they did the first time where we were yes. all so invested in where it was all going to lead up that the payoff with Endgame was just like, you can never get that back. Like even yeah. now, every time I rewatch it, I'll rewatch it like in timeline order. Um, and then I'll get to Endgame, and I'm just like, oh, I just like I lived in this world, you know. Like it just it it, it leads up. It's it's great. I always skip the Hulk. Um, <laughs> but it's that is great. my least favorite. Yeah, and yeah. and it's like I personally, and I'm pretty sure there's most people out there still craving or chasing that high. Yes. Like, I think, am I going to get that payoff? There's a lot, there's been a lot of setup in phase four, which is like the current phase. Um, there's been a lot of like setups, but no payoffs. And right. The, that was, what was, was great about, first of all, the first Avengers, like the setup of all of those. And then the payoff of the Avengers, the second phase still building and building and building. And then the third phase that huge release of infinity war and Endgame, It was just like everything, all these characters. And what's crazy is it's like, it's not even scratching the surface of how many comic book characters they have. Cause my buddy, the other day, he was like, Hey, do you know every Marvel character? And I was like, I Googled it. There are 80,000 Marvel characters. No, I don't know every single character, mm -hmm. but there's so much stuff that they could, um, they, they, they have so much material. Mm -hmm. to draw from and the the closest thing we've gotten has been no way home which was mm -hmm. like the build-up of those toby Maguire movies the andrew right. garfield movies and then the tom holland movies like that was a fantastic moment um for fans who have been following all of those ones and we weren't expecting it to happen that's what actually really made it fantastic was like I didn't know that Andrew Garfield was going to show up. I didn't know Tobey Maguire was going to show up because first of all, Andrew Garfield leading up, I don't know if you remember this leading up to that, every interview he was doing, they were asking him about it. Right. And he was like, no, I'm not. They, believe me. If I was in that movie, I would tell you. And it later came out. I was listening to an interview with him and he was like, yeah, this Uber driver, like he ordered Uber eats and it was during the pandemic and he had a mask on. But the guy still knew it was Andrew Garfield and they were in Atlanta. And he was like, he put two and two together and he leaked it to the press. It's like, I just delivered Uber Eats to Andrew Garfield. He is Spider-Man. He's going to be in this movie. Um, right. You know but, what? I do. I do think I knew because okay. of that. Because oh, okay. it leaked. And um, I kind of stumbled upon it like, oh, there's a rumor that they're going to be. I'm like, if the rumor is there, 
I'm pretty sure they're going to do it. So, but still watching it and the moment that like, you know, they're doing the portal and he comes through, I still got chills. Even though I knew, or like, I was like, there's a high possibility. The moment that he showed up, I was like, like, this is another one of those moments. That was um, an amazing moment. And I remember that there was a girl in my audience to my left and she was hyperventilating. And I was like, what is she? Like, cause I wasn't expecting it. What is she going crazy about? She was like, (laughs) and when he showed up, when his, when his face came clear right. on the screen i was like oh. you're just toby- like her you were also hyperventilating yes yes <laughs> and toby mcguire was the same way because i was like oh he was done with spider-man like he hadn't done any press for spider-man and he hadn't mm-hmm. talked about spider-man so when he showed up like my mind exploded i was like this is amazing so that was another one that was like build up build up build up tension yeah. tension tension release and it was like it feels so good to that it leads somewhere the problem that we have now with the MCU, and, and there's a ton of stuff that I still like, and I still go in and see every movie. I think you do too. Yeah. And it to the point now, I don't think they have a clear goal of where it's going necessarily. Like they've said, oh yeah, we have it planned out. We have phase five and six planned out. And here's our list. But I think that has just been kind of like, to appease the shareholders and be like, Hey guys have confidence in Disney. I don't think they know with a certainty where it's going. And each one of these movies and TV shows that have come out, I've taken them kind of on their own as, okay, mm-hmm. here's She-Hulk. Here's this storyline, which did you like She-Hulk? Cause I feel like that was kind of like a rom-com in the MCU. I did liked you... it, but it's not one that I've rewatched because I just don't have like, you know, like WandaVision. I've rewatched it like six times. She-Hulk, I watched it once as I came out. I liked it as a standalone, like you said. Like, it's like, it's a, it's a thing. I watched it. I'm good. Secret Invasion. I watched it. I'm good. But WandaVision and Loki, which were the original plus series, um, those, those are the I've high points. <laughs> yes. Both of those are like the qualities. Yes. The quality of those in comparison to the shows we're getting now, I'm like, what's what's going on, guys? What's going yeah. on? Uh, and I I think there is a little something to there was some reports that came out that the way that they were doing the structure of the TV shows was kind of like, all right, let's film a movie, then we'll cut it up into six pieces and make that a show and we're not going to film it like a TV show. We're not going to structure it like a TV show. And I don't have any confirmation of that, but it seems to add up. Like it seems to match up with the shows that we've gotten Falcon and the winter soldier. Mm-hmm. Like they felt like movies and that nec- one felt like a movie to me. Yeah. They I didn't feel like TV shows. And even with she Hulk, apparently like, the order of the episodes got switched around and what what was supposed to be the last episode got moved up to the second episode. And it was like, this is like, it doesn't feel right. It just doesn't Mm -hmm. gel. Right. There's, there's a scene where she's in the um, courtroom and her nemesis Titania comes in and she just busts in the courtroom and is like, what, what is going on? Apparently she had been introduced before, but because Mm -hmm. they restructured it, it like, it didn't make sense now. It's like out of order. So there was stuff like that where I'm like, man, I'm still here as an MCU guy, but my wife and people coming off the street, it's harder for me now to get people excited about the MCU versus during those first three phases. Right. It was easy to be like, Oh, this is the new MCU movie. This is a new Marvel movie. This is why you should go see it. And people are like, Oh yeah, I'm going to go see that. Also, there was less things for them to get caught up on. Mm-hmm. Now, in 2024, there's like 30-something pieces of media that you have to watch. And people are starting to feel overwhelmed by, oh, I got to do all this backstory. I got to do all this work, mm-hmm. homework to go into it. And that's what I was saying a little bit earlier about, I think it's a gift and a curse that they kind of trained the audience to be like, hey, 
everything matters. Everything is tying into the next thing. Well, now you, you've given that expectation and if they go into She-Hulk, they're like, oh, wait, do I have to watch all the Hulk movies? Do I have to watch everything else? When you really didn't, like the She-Hulk stuff kind of existed on its own for the most part. And giving that homework to people, I think, is leading to people being like, oh, I'm burned out on the MCU. I'm burned out on superheroes, burned out on all this stuff. Mm-hmm. When I think it's more, it's not necessarily burnout of good content. It's like burnout of oh, I don't know where this is going. I don't have a sense of structure to this. And it's not like Percy Jackson, which just came out on Disney Plus, where it's like, okay, I can start at the first episode. I can go through. I know, like, this is his origin story. This is the beginning of Percy Jackson. I'm here for the ride. With this Echo show that just came out, uh, they called it. No spoiler. I won't spoil it, but at the very beginning, the first thing that comes up instead of the Marvel, you know, the typical Marvel logo, it is um, Marvel Spotlight. And from what they're saying, what they're telling us, this branding, it has its own music and everything. The branding of Marvel Spotlight is supposed to be you don't have to have any backstory to, okay. to watch this. That's not actually true. Well, because if, you, if you've watched any, I mean, I. Hmm. I mean, I would want to know why they've invested into this character. Like, why am I getting, is it five episodes? Like five yes. episodes of this character being flushed out a little bit right. more. Right. You know, and, like, I would have no idea where she came from. Right. And they try to do this little recap of Hawkeye, which is where she, that was where she first yeah. debuted was in Hawkeye. And I'm like, that's not really like enough to me. I think you need to watch Hawkeye. You need to get the mm-hmm. full context of right. where she comes from. And then, um, did you watch any of the Netflix Marvel shows? Daredevil. Okay. Jessica, Jessica Jones, those? Yes, yes. Yes, yes, Luke I did. Cage. Okay. Yes, and I loved all of them. Yes. Uh, and it also and, was a thing where they came together at the yes, end. Yes, for like, Defenders, yeah. yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so those, even though they're Marvel, they exist supposedly Right, like, they're like in their separate, own little world. But they're bringing Daredevil in. Uh, which is supposed to be the next show, Darede- Daredevil Born Again, mm-hmm. and The Kingpin. So he, yeah. both of those, the actors and the characters are being brought in from those Netflix shows. So if you haven't seen, okay, so I don't want to spoil it. How much do you know about Echo? Let me ask you that. How much do you know about the Echo show, like the story of it? Nothing other than what was shown in Daredevil. Okay. So you know... Oh, and you watched Hawkeye. Yes. Sorry. Okay. Hawkeye. So, you know, in Hawkeye, uh, spoilers, if you haven't seen Hawkeye, you know that she shoots Kingpin at the end. Yes. Like there's a tie between her and Kingpin. The Echo Show picks up on that tie. So if you hadn't seen Hawkeye, you wouldn't know Echo. If you hadn't seen Daredevil, you wouldn't know you who wouldn't the Kingpin, know Kingpin is. Yeah. And then you wouldn't know that they're they're connected. So I'm like... This spotlight thing, the, the Echo was a really bad example, to, or be the first one to be this spotlight. It's like kind of a bad example. But um, I do want to get your thoughts after you watch it. Uh, so add me to the Diego chat. Add me to the the every time you watch something, um, and I can add some some knowledge there too. But I think for them to move forward now, there's two things that I think are going to bring back the excitement of the MCU. Mm-hmm. Number one is mutants. And you watched Miss Marvel, right? Not yet. Oh, okay. Um, but I know, I, I know what, ha- obviously it's been a while. So I yes. know, and I even watched the ending. I haven't watched the movie. I'm a mom. Okay. I'm busy. I'm waiting for it to be on Disney plus to watch it, which is probably not, but see, if this was phase one, phase two, I would have, I would have done whatever it took to watch. But now because they're, Everything that's coming out is kind of like, I'll just catch it on Disney Plus. But anyway, I do know there's a little little preview and there were rumors of the X-Men. So I was like, okay, yes. Yes. Okay. How we do. That's a, you bring up a great point. People, I think after COVID Mm -hmm. have been trained to wait for Disney Plus on a lot of stuff. And I think that's hurt both Marvel and Disney. Mm -hmm. Um, 
Star Wars hasn't had a movie since, so they haven't necessarily felt it. But I think all the Disney properties are feeling that at the box office. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the one you're talking about is the Marvels. Here's another confusing thing. Um, Miss Marvel was the show on Disney Plus with the young girl, uh, Pakistani girl. So she is in the Marvels. Right. And... I did watch her show. Okay. So you know she's a mutant. She's the first mutant technically she is the first mutant in the mcu so and you know the marvels has a uh x-men something in it so what she's if, in the in the show she's like she's talking to her buddy and he's like hey, i i uh scanned your blood and uh there's a mutation and right when he says that the x-men music plays in the background it's very okay. slight so that is the first confirmation that there are mutants in the Marvel Universe. But that's uh, in the for Monica, Monica Rambeau, not for... Right? Uh, so Monica Rambeau from WandaVision. And then... And, and uh, the Marvels. Yes. Uh, Carol okay. Danvers, Monica Rambeau, and then Miss Marvel. Uh, yeah. All three are in the Kamala. Marvels. Yes. So she is the mutant. Kamala Khan is the first okay. mutant in the Marvel universe. And if they can do the X-Men right. Yeah. If they can introduce mutants, make it make sense because why haven't we seen mutants this whole time in the Marvel universe? Right. Like maybe we have that. I hope they make that make sense. Like (laughs) Dr. Strange made us forget. Oh, they were here the whole time, but Dr. Strange made us forget. I don't want them to do that. That would be like, that would be just like a very quick, like, exit route for them to be like no yeah and it it makes less sense for the older characters like okay let's say rogue is young let's say they have these young characters right okay we didn't know about them they're just now coming out wolverine has been around for centuries Mm -hmm. like we should have known about him now in uh uh, she hulk there is a little background thing if you pause it there's a newspaper clipping that says it's supposed oh, to be right. Wolverine. I did see that. I did see that. Yeah. So maybe they'll be like, uh, and I don't know what Deadpool three is coming out this year. That's going to be the That's only MCU be, movie. Yeah. And Hugh Jackman is in it. Is in maybe it. So we're going to get the some, yellow suit. Yes. Yes. Maybe we're going to get some multiversal Wolverine, but if they can do the X-Men correctly, that is going to bring in so many people into back into the theater and, and, if the word of mouth is like, this is amazing. You got to go see the X-Men movie. That's the first thing I think to get people back excited about the MCU. The second thing is the fantastic four. Um, they've already announced that. And there's been a little bit of drama behind the scenes because the directors have changed and there's been, a, mm-hmm. and we, we still don't have like a confirmation on the cast yet, but fantastic four was Marvel's first family. Like they were, the before the Avengers, it was the Fantastic Four was a super team of heroes. So if they can do the Fantastic Four right and get people talking about it, I think those two things are going to bring the MCU back. I think that they they might because based on their track record, we've had the Tobey Maguire, the Andrew Garfield, and then Tom Holland, which was you know right on the money, and then we've had two different versions with two different cast members of X-Men and Fantastic Four. So if all goes right, maybe, maybe. Because I I would love a live action X-Men like that just really hits on all those characters and the world building. And, you know, like we don't talk about the the previous X-Men movies. but uh yeah that would be really good but you know what i personally have been waiting for young avengers Ooh, like i just Mm. i am so still obsessed with the first round of mcu with all of those characters and the more we like kind of go on the timeline the less we see of these characters yeah. and it just like it, I, it it literally breaks my heart i'm like why um i don't want to move on but now we have all of these young events yes ant-man's daughter yes Catherine cassie Newton, cassie, uh, lang. cassie lang and uh we have elena 
right? We we have uh, Kate Bishop. It's it's building to be a really good movie to me if all these people are together. Yes. And, and I know it's going to be Young Avengers, right? That looks like what they're doing, and I hope they do it right. Because the Young Avengers book, if anyone has not read it, is one of the most, one of the, the best comic series of all time. And the leader of the Young Avengers, so each one is kind of like an analog to, like you were saying, the original lineup. So there's a Captain America, mm -hmm. there's a Hawkeye, there's a Black Widow, there's, um, in the comics, there's a Hulk, and there's a uh, Wanda's kids. Both of them are uh, part of the Young Avengers. The Captain America, or I'm sorry, Falcon and the Winter Soldier show, do you remember the grandson of, like, the first Black Captain America when when Falcon goes and visits him? His his grandson opens the door because uh, he's trying to get back uh -huh. to, to the original guy. His grandson is Iron Patriot, or um, he's the one who's supposed to turn into the Captain America of okay. the Young Avengers. So I'm hoping uh, they can they can do that storyline correctly because Young well, Avengers. Well, we're going to get a Captain major. America movie. Yes. So That's another one. yes. Maybe, you know, he could be introduced in there. They yeah. have been introducing the, the young Avengers characters. Right. right. So if it's now I'm saying now I'm, I'm going to guess if they do introduce them, that's going to be to to keep tying it into young Avengers. That would be fantastic. I'm going to call it right now. We'll see. Yes. Um, I would love to see. Um, and his name is Patriot. Sorry, I said Iron Patriot. Uh, just Patriot is his name. But I would love to see that. And that would also bring back excitement and I, I hate to say this, but I almost think some people have aged out of the MCU, like who started in phase one now in phase four and phase five, their children are like, they're starting to pass it on to their kids. And maybe that audience will, will latch on to young Avengers and be like, Hey, my dad liked the Avengers. And now I have the young Avengers. So, Hopefully that'll uh, that'll grab some new some new, new MCU fans. fans. <laughs> but man, I cannot wait to see what is in store because I want these lead ups to to matter. I want them to mm -hmm. go somewhere because a lot of the post credit scenes have not been paid off at this point in the current right. phase that we're in, and right. I don't want those to be like we never get a resolution for those mm -hmm. like. Um, I don't know what's going to happen with this Blade movie because that keeps on getting pushed back and there's been a whole bunch of stuff, but I'm hoping we get this release of, hey, all of this stuff is leading to stuff. The uh, Multiverse of Madness, the Doctor Strange, where all of a sudden Charlize Theron shows up and, right. hey, you got to go in this dimension with me. Let's go. And it's like, I'm like what? Can I get that movie? Yeah. Um, and. Okay. <laughs> I I know the comics background, but like for the movie, like we don't get anything about who that is, what her name is. Right. Like, that that's kind of the sort of thing where I have to text and be like, what the hell just happened? Give me the context. Like, as I don't read the comics, right? So like where would you get that information? You just right. have to wait and hope that they're working on Doctor Strange 3, which yeah. I guess He's still missing his third movie. Everyone's gotten three. I don't know if he will, will not. Because yeah. at this point, it's been a while. Yes. And another thing we have to now account for is the actors aging out because either right. aging out or their interest, I think, is like, hey, I'm done with the MCU. I, I've like Chris Evans, you know, like, hey, yeah. I, did, I did 10 years. I'm good. All right, guys. Or Robert Downey Jr., like, um, because the humans age in real in real life, we can't keep the characters the same age like they do in the comics where it's like, right. hey, Peter Parker's been 30 for <laughs> 70 years now. And it's like, what uh, yes. So that's another. Um, I want to see how Marvel reckons with that. Are they going to just pass it off to the next guy? Like, all right, now you're Captain America. Now you're Black Widow. Or are they going to reboot it? All right, we're bringing it back to Steve Rogers again. We're I doing really, this again. I really, really, really hope that I don't get a reboot in my lifetime. It, it's perfect. Do not mess with it. Like I there's just a, <laughs> there's not a, like another reboot. Yeah, I rather the a, passing of the mantle 
than a reboot. Yeah. I'm with you. I, I think there's a part of me that wishes they had stopped at Endgame because it was like the perfect, mm-hmm. if, if you had like, that right. was the perfect way to, to, to seal off this universe and then go to something else after that. But I'm with well, you. I, you wouldn't have gotten Wanda vision and Loki. Cause those were like right after that. And those two shows need to live. <laughs> <laughs> I love both of those um, mm-hmm. shows. So yeah, I'm, I'm conflicted. Like there's two parts of me that. Right. Like, I know. Maybe after likes that us. they could have cut it off. Cause yeah. You know, as much as I love Marvel, the the movies and everything right now in this phase that we're in with um, Kong, I'm just like, it's not like with Thanos and like the buildup right now. I'm just like, is he a big bad? Yeah. Do I and... feel the threat? Do I feel the stakes? Right. Not really. I don't know if it's because he hasn't been mentioned as much because we're not getting as many movies as we used to uh but i just i'm like where is this going yeah i think there's his appearance in ant-man the quantum mania version of him was not as threatening as i would have liked Mm -hmm. him to be i think his loki the version that appears in loki he who remains to me was the most imposing like that's the guy that i'm afraid of Right. And we got him in both seasons of Loki, but everything else has been like, eh, maybe. Right. Like, I haven't seen him or any, like a lackey or anybody connected yeah. to him. So I'm like, where are we going? Where is this leading? I, yeah. I am usually the person that is like, I am like waiting for the next Spider Man, for the next. Yes. And I know it's coming. But now I'm like, what's coming? Like, I don't even know. Right. And again, I love these movies, but I'm like, I don't know what's coming. I don't know what to look forward to, except maybe please send me Doctor Strange 3 so I can know what happens. Yeah. Um, I think it's like catching up with them of like them doing it one by one instead of, all right, we have this overall plan. It feels like now the the curtains being pulled back, like the seams are showing and it's like, Oh, wait a minute. They didn't have a plan the whole time. Mm -hmm. They're, they're kind of going by the seat of their pants and that's fine. They can do that, but don't promise me you have it all figured out. You have a plan and you know where it's going. If you're doing it, you know, all right, let's see how this progresses. Let's see. Did the audience like this one? Okay. We'll, we'll continue in that direction. Or if they didn't like it, we're going to move away from them. And now Mm -hmm. we have the real life thing with Jonathan majors, because right. of what is happening with him, we don't know if Marvel is going to, because they haven't said, are they just going to push Kang to the side and not use him? Uh, I've heard rumors that they're going to bring in Dr. Doom. Yeah, th- that's another thing. Or are they going to keep Kang and just recast him as another person? I heard a rumor. I I have, again, Mar- Marvel is not saying anything. They've kind of kept their lips sealed. But I heard a rumor that Jonathan Majors has a clause in his contract that no one else can play Kang but him, oh. which that's kind of smart for him as an actor. But for us, it's like, well, now you're throwing in a wrench into all these things because of what you did, because mm-hmm. of what happened outside of the, the movies and everything. Now we don't know what's going to happen. So that's kind of all up in the air. But um, I think you you make a very good point. Having a threat to tie mm-hmm. everything together and be like, okay, I am afraid of, can they defeat this guy? Can they beat him? And that Ant-Man version of him, it was like, oh, he got beat by an ant. He got beat by a bunch of ants. And I didn't feel the threat of him. Like he yelled a lot and he was like, I'm going to get you. But I didn't feel that like Thanos, like I didn't feel like he was going to take everybody out. And so that's, something they need to work on of who is going to be the big bad of this. So the next Avengers movie is supposed to be secret wars and doc in the comics, Dr. Doom is a huge part of that. So they could pivot to Dr. Doom instead. And but wouldn't they have to do like um, a fantastic four movie if they want to yeah. have him there. So it's like all of these things where I'm like, let's, you know, it was so natural with phase one, phase two, like they all just, and so now I'm like grasping at straws and just, 
I'm just hoping for the movies I want to watch and mm. just, you know, being like, I don't know what's going to happen with their bigger plan. Right. As long as I get my closure with like Doctor Strange, right? I need my right. closure. <laughs> they they have a release date for Fantastic Four. It's May of 2025. So next year, mm. they don't even have the cast in place yet. So yeah. I don't know, like has the story been written? I, I don't know what's going to happen with that movie. It seems kind of fast. Like we normally, we know a lot of stuff that's, you know, the movie's next year. So right. hopefully even they can like the new captain America. They pushed yeah. the, the date so much that I even forget that it's a thing. Yeah. There's like, that. I've... And then the Thunderbolts is the other one. Right. Like not that I've lost interest because if I see that something's coming out, I'll go watch it, but I'm not following it. Like I used to. Because it's all over the place for me. Right. Yeah. And so I think if they can bring us back to that point where we're like, this is the best thing out. Like these are the best movies. These are the best TV shows. Mm -hmm. um, I, I'm hopeful. I don't think it's a matter of if, I think it's a matter of when right. is Marvel going to come back because um, they're what they did with those first three phases. I don't know if that will ever be topped either by another studio or by Marvel. So right. I give them credit for that decade of movies mm -hmm. that they did. Um, but I just don't know how are they going to come back? How are they, how are they going to um, follow that up? So we will be here uh, <laughs> uh, waiting and anticipating. And I hope Emmy that you enjoyed yourself and you will come back and talk about uh, Echo or the Marvels or the next phase of the MCU and let us know what you're thinking because you are, like I said, one of the biggest Marvel and Disney fans that I know. So I, I love talking to you about this stuff. I love hearing your perspective. Um, so please come back to my show and do another round here in the Vectorverse. I definitely will. I'll talk about anything all day, every day. I have thoughts. Yes. Yes, perfect. Um, Emmy's got thoughts, and we hopefully have more episodes for you here in the Vectorverse in the future. We're going to be talking more about all of the comic books and Star Wars, all the things that your heart can desire here in the Vectorverse.